about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This messy thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Guys, it's Chris alone. Welcome again to the Batter Herons podcast. I am your host, Chris, a.k.a. KBD. And alongside me is not Danny. He's not here at the moment. He's uh, running a little late. Today, it seems like everybody's had some car troubles, and we're just going to get straight to it. Welcome to episode 108 of the Batter Herons podcast. Again, uh, we got a good one for you guys today. We had uh, yesterday, we recapped a little bit of that uh, abysmal game yesterday against the Chicago Fire. And by the way, I just forgot to mention that their hot dogs are terrible. And if anybody thinks otherwise, you can come and fight me, okay? Because we're going to have problems, right? So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, game is over. We're done with that. And I don't ever want to hear about Chicago ever again. But, guys, we still got three games left. Three critical and crucial games. And a lot of people are asking, well, what are our chances at the playoffs? Very slim. Very slim chances. I mean, the math is there, right? Danny mathed it up a couple hours ago, put some real pretty stuff together on Twitter, and you guys can be able to find it. And there's a very slim chance, but there is a chance. So uh, fingers crossed. And in order to sort of get an understanding of our chances, especially of the game that we have this coming Saturday, uh, we're going to be playing FC Cincinnati. and. Before we bring our guests on, because we do have somebody to go ahead and cover that game with, uh, I just want everyone to understand, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what this goalie's name is. Uh, oh, God. You don't even have the real goalie playing anymore, this guy. What's his face? This guy with the red face pisses me off all the time. So, I, oh, yeah, Celentano. Oh, God, that guy is awful. I still remember. And Danny, Danny makes fun of me all the time because he just scares me. Uh, because... Not really scares me. And uh, welcome, guys. Hammy. Yes, the Herons are back. And Joe, I, I don't know about saying their pizza's trash. I don't know about Chicago's pizza being trash. I like that deep. I mean, you ask Danny, and he's going to tell you they're trash. Yeah, for sure. Um, but their pizza's not that trash, bro. What's this place? Uh, Pequods? That place is really good. I think that's the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Salentano, he just traumatizes me because... I see him celebrating after a, a tie game. And you you guys know how I feel about tie ties, uh, tie games. I don't like that kind of stuff. Okay, guys, that's that's not in my wheelhouse. But to go ahead and preview the game, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to bring on none other than a special guest. Now, he goes by the name of Coach, and I'm going to bring him in on the bigger screen next to me. Coach from FC Cincy Attack Talk, Talk, thank you so much for coming on to the show with us today. Happy, always happy to change some soccer ideas, even if you are going to sully the name of the one and only Roman Celentano. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, Coach, I got to be honest with you. From the moment I set my eyes on that guy, I knew that I wasn't going to like him. I knew it. That guy 
has this like aura of like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. And the fact that he got super excited about tying a game against us, I think it was in a game last year. Oh my goodness. That just made my blood boil. I just, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Yeah. Listen, he went to school at the university of Indiana. So, I mean, what else do you expect really? <laughs> uh, but he's been a pretty good young goalkeeper for us and had that generation he Adidas has. deal to keep the budget numbers working out. So I'm going to give him a pass on the whole Indiana thing and we'll just, you know, start his career now, not even last year. And we'll just forget all that else happened. Oh yeah, for sure. Just put it, put it in the back. Don't even act like it never even occurred. And um, and before we go ahead and move on, Coach Joker mentioning, yeah, New Yorkers know what pizza. Look, I'm not saying it's the best pizza, guys. I love New York style pizza. I'm just saying, don't don't hate on the Chicago pizza. That pizza is good stuff. All right. I, what do you think about Chicago pizza? You like Chicago pizza, Coach? Yeah, you know the th the problem that I have with it is I'm not sure you should call it pizza. It's a delicious yeah, it's like, like a pie. Italian pie sort of thing. Yes, but when I think of pizza, I don't think of it. So I think it's delicious. I'm just not so sure it's pizza. I, and you you you're on to something for sure, Coach, because I, I I can agree with that statement. And Joe Kerr, yes, Messi is currently in an ice bath because everybody's asking where the hell Messi is. I don't know. I don't care right now. Uh, but Tarun asking where's Danny. Uh, Danny is somewhere in South Florida. Uh, you guys hopefully will see him tonight. If not, you'll definitely see him in the post game on Saturday. Uh, but coach, so we brought you on because every time we bring a guest on, we kind of want to get an idea of what that other team that we're playing offers, what they have. And so just to get a little bit into it, right. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about just the preview itself, we played you guys recently. We played you guys, I believe it was in the League's Cup, where it was a tie game, right? Correct. And we ended up winning, I think it was in, like, penalty kicks? Yep. Yeah, and so that that game, it, it doesn't really give us a good, it doesn't really give us a good synopsis, uh, especially now considering that, uh, as you could tell from all the news, because everybody is just getting... Uh, figure four leg locked into understanding that Messi is injured and possibly not playing. Uh, what? What? First of all, what are your thoughts? What? What are your thoughts on Messi's injury and the fact that he's not playing? A lot of people sort of tend to think, well, he's not playing. It's not fair to the fans, or he's not playing. I really don't care because I don't want him to beat my team up. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Messi and and him not playing at this very moment, especially when Inter Miami needs him so much? I mean, I think like it or not, uh, bringing Lionel Messi in is not just an inter-Miami adventure, right? It's an MLS adventure, and investing in Miami and his future in this league is good for the whole league, uh, which means we need him to play as many games as possible. So I'm going to trust him and Tata to know uh, what that means for his body, and if that means shelving him for the rest of the season, or maybe maybe just Saturday, and then he can play for a while. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, I say say we'll do that, and we'll let him play again next year. Well, and that's a good statement because a lot of people. It's funny that you mentioned that. A lot of people actually aren't good with the idea of him coming on late because at this point, I mean we. Our recent games have been sort of an abysmal uh, set of games. I mean, we lost to Chicago yesterday. We tied against NYCFC uh, last Saturday. Uh, we took a, a, an embarrassing loss against the Houston Dynamo, which happens to have the worst goal song I've ever heard in my whole life. And 
I mean, it just hasn't been good. It hasn't been good since Messi's gone down. Uh, and everybody clearly sees that. So I think at this point, our fans are kind of like, look, if we win with our guys uh, that are na not named Messi, so be it. But if we don't win, so be it too. Nobody really is looking at this season like if it's a must win to get to the playoffs. It's sort of like a cherry on top, uh, especially since Messi came in during half the season. Uh, I don't think that our fan base is really looking into like, oh, well, I, I want to see Messi for like 10 minutes. I think casual fans, right? They want to see Messi for a little bit more, obviously. But I think that for the most part, our fan base is basically looking at it as, well, if I can't see Messi play a healthy throughout a whole game, I don't think it's really worth having him come on for 10, 15 minutes per game. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think that that's looking at it the right way. And hopefully, uh, you know, people will start to understand that Lionel Messi, even though he might play like a, a god amongst men, he is just a man. Yes. And so uh, when you have a player like that, uh, he can absolutely turn a game in, in 10 minutes if that's what he gets. Uh, and I think that it, it will really be good for Miami in the long run to have these guys to start to develop a rapport without leaning on Messi so heavily so that in times when he floats out of the game for a little while or something, guys like Farias and the other really top young talents that y'all have uh, can step up into that void and take a little bit of pressure off of him. Oh, most definitely. I mean, and and not, not only that, but then we also have the fact that Jordi Alba went down with an injury uh, just just a lot of other key players that have gone down with an injury. So um, I'm not anticipating a very fun game. I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, I think that should go without saying, right? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, FC Cincinnati has not played super well of late. You know, it's hard to say about the Supporter Shield leaders, uh, but you have to understand, you know, we went to Toronto that Toronto and only eked out a 3-2 win after being up 2-0. Uh, and then we yeah. just lost at home to the New York Red Bulls uh, two goals to one. They scored two goals. I didn't even I don't think they've scored two goals all season and they scored against us at home. Uh, so when you say, I, am I anticipating a fun match? I am anticipating something to go wrong and then hoping that FC Cincinnati can overcome that because that seems like how it's been going uh, in game for us in the past few matches. Well, and I think that if there's any team that I would look at, without any bias, of course, that can get out of that sort of funk, I feel like Cincinnati is one of those teams that I can feel pretty comfortable with getting out of the funk. Now, speaking about funks and the car troubles that I mentioned earlier today, Danny uh, has been able to sort of step out of the funk, and he has actually joined us. And so, welcome, my friend. What up? So, what's going on, Coach? Coming... Yeah, oh, Coach, you, you, you muted. Yeah, amateur hour. Good to see you. I'm glad I glad you could make it. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I, I could be here. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys covered already. Did you guys cover the fact that uh, Cincinnati is not going to arrest anybody and they want to kick our ass? Yeah, we can give you the rundown. Uh, Chicago hot dogs suck. Chicago pizza, the jury is out. Without a doubt. Uh, that doesn't Miami, exist. It's lasagna. Miami, not good lately. Lasagna. Uh, without Messi. And <laughs> FC Cincinnati, not great lately. And uh, Roman Celentano is the devil. Does that cover it, Chris? 
that basically covered. Let me tell you, Coach, you are spot on, my friend. That is quite literally the most amazing explanation made in a 10-second clip on radio like history. All cut up. All cut up. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> That's going to be our preview clip. I'm just telling you right now, Coach. And by the yeah. way, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't worry about Mike V. He he gives everybody a wish character, so he just says that you're the wish professor X. So love it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Danny, it's not lasagna. It's a pie. It's a lasagna. It's like, a, I mean, it's not a lasagna. It's a pie, my guy. Whatever it is, it's not pizza. That's all I'm saying. It's not pizza. I can agree with right. that. I can agree with that. So so Cincinnati. that's where we were at. Now. Did, did you guys talk about yeah, the U.S. Ahead. Open Cup, the the Open Cup semifinal? The at all? Which uh, the, the the Open, Open Cup, Cup semifinal? semifinal. Yeah. Oh no, uh, yeah, we did, but I referred it. I referred it as the League's Cup. That was my fault. Oh, okay. So uh, where we tied the game Cincinnati, and went to penalties? Yeah. yeah, with with the two messy assists. Is Cincinnati or their fans yes. at all bitter about that, or are you guys over it since you guys are supporter shield winners and? You ready to move on? Yeah, I wouldn't describe it as bitter, but I do think there's like sort of the feeling uh, there's this angst in Cincinnati that not only uh, did Miami come up and beat us at home after, you know, leading to nil. Uh, but then also there's this worry that Miami is going to come in with the eight or the nine seed and, and then win that play in game and play FC Cincinnati in the first round. And the reward for winning the supporter shield is to welcome Messi and friends into town. So I think that the fans are really hoping to come down and end Inter Miami's hopes of making the playoff on multiple levels, not just as retribution for that U.S. Open Cup. Well, and that's what I was telling Chris the other day. Uh, we were talking about, do you think Cincinnati rest their players? Because they're basically, they want the supporter shield. There's a shoot and there's no other reason yes. to win or to play. And I said, negative, because what's waiting for them in the first round is possibly a healthy Inter Miami led by a Messi. And they're going to they're gonna avoid that at all costs. And if that means they can try to take out Miami right now without Messi, they're going to go all in to do that. So I have absolutely no doubt that you guys are going to come in full squad no backups and you this will be your season finale this game right here yeah the game after this you guys won't care but this right here season finale almost like a must win or maybe that's hyperbole but you guys are gonna want to win this you're dead on danny and i can tell you the game against new york red bulls at home pat noonan made seven changes to the lineup against uh, Toronto. Um, so that would be seven players who don't typically start, even starting the backup goalkeeper. So even Chris's favorite man between the sticks will be ready to play at Miami. So if that tells you about the attitude of the team and what they want to do on Saturday uh, down in Miami, then, you know, I think that it's going to be full strength. For, no, yeah. And then that, that's, what, that's what I expected, unfortunately. And unfortunately for us, yeah. we're in a sp spot where the worst we can do is draw. If we lose, I think it's it, we're basically done. If we draw, we still have small hope, but we need a, quite a few things to, to fall our way. So it's a win or draw, but if we lose, it's, it's basically done. Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm sorry, I'll, Chris. I'll... I, th I thought you were driving the show. No, no. I, I mean, basically, I was going to say, yeah, it's just like you said, it's it'd be over for us if we if we don't win against or at least tie. Right. I mean, can we tie? Can we tie? Yeah, we can, we can, and we then, can draw. 
But if we draw, a, a few things need to happen. Do you want me to break those down real quick? Because I posted them on Twitter earlier today, and I completely I forgot what they were. But yes, if we draw, that. They, okay, so you already covered it, so I, I won't repeat what you already said. But th there is a possibility. Now, the good thing is that when you are chasing the ninth seed, you're chasing a bunch of bad teams. So all those things that we need to happen, it's possible that they happen. I can see DC United losing. I can see Chicago losing. I can see the Red Bulls and NYCFC losing. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that if we draw, we still have an opportunity to win and get in with literally just 40 points. But again, it becomes very difficult, but definitely still a possibility. And the question here is, Jay Vasquez is asking, is that Allen shirt available to order on the website? Yes, sir. Batterfans.com. We got Drake Calendar. We got uh, Kremaki. I'm in the process of making a messy one because it was requested. Uh, I was trying to go just of OGs, course. but every, of course. everybody wants a messy one, so I'm getting, getting yeah. a messy one together. Whatever. So, so and uh, then, have you, have you gone to the... Our brother from the north is just telling us blatantly, sorry, Chris and Danny, it's over. It's it, not over. From Richard Greenberg. I mean, he's a Toronto fan, so he just wants us to live in his misery. So, <laughs> uh, Maple Leafs a fan to add to that, so even worse. So, uh, Coach, this year has been quite the, the ride for you guys. Do you think that you have the MVP on your team, the MVP of the league? Yeah, I think that it's a no-brainer. I think that anybody who thinks otherwise uh, hasn't been talking to me, at least, or if not watching FC Cincinnati, because not only is Lucho Acosta the best player on the best team, but time and time again, he has bailed this team out uh, of trying to implode on themselves on the road in Chicago, a team that, you know, you know, I won't mention any recent past for you guys, uh, but FC Cincinnati was trailing on the road with no Lucho Costa in the lineup. He comes in and in like the last 10 minutes of the game, he scores a goal and sets up two others to draw the game three to three uh, moments like that moments where he steps up and gets crucial penalty kicks and buries them. So I think that there's no question uh, that he's the MVP other than, you know, you can argue, um, Messi. You can quibble with the fact that, you know, a guy like Messi is going to be the most no. valuable person in MLS. He's the most that, valuable silly. person player joking. on that's the planet. Silly. Um, it's silly that yeah, he's so nominated. I think it's no brainer. You don't think it's silly that he's nominated? Well, I let's get, uh, get real. He has not dominated. Oh, he's nominated. He is he is no. nominated because of the narrative. You know, if he wins, Leo Messi wins MVP of MLS. Everybody parties. If he loses, who pipped Lionel Messi to the MLS MVP trophy? It's news either way, right? That's why he's nominated. It's about the narrative. Yeah, I, I thought that he had, a, I, I honestly, honestly, bef before he even debuted, I thought there was a chance that he would win if he had a crazy second run, second half of the year, whenever uh, the regular season game started. Maybe like, I don't know, in the last 14 games or was it 12 or 14 games, 14 goals, eight assists. And all of a sudden, when he takes us from last place to like the fifth seed, I was like, he might win MVP in that case. But he's barely played regular season games. I think it's silly that they even went ahead and nominated him. Honestly, I really do think that that's silly. I wish they wouldn't have done that. Newcomer? Okay, that's fine. Big newcomer, big new name. But MVP... I, I hope that unfortunately it's serious because it's official, but I thought it was very silly. I think it's embarrassing. And I think that it clearly shows that the MLS it's, it's just like what coach said, right? They're literally trying to just stuff this, this narrative and all of this stuff down our throats in terms of messy, 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 that 
when stuff like this comes out, it's like, come on, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're really going to blame them, though? Him? I mean, I don't blame them. Obviously, it's like a great narrative to put. It's like you're literally trying to bring all the fans from the whole world to put their eyes on the MLS. You type messy anything. I mean, I literally was thinking about going on Twitter every four hours and just making a random update. Messi took a crap in the morning. Messi ate a bowl of cereal in the midday. Like those things are possibly possibly happening. And I guarantee you it would get a million views just because I put the hashtag messy. <laughs> well, um, facts. Joe, uh, some, somebody asked in the comments, uh, are, do you know if Cincinnati fans are traveling for this game? Cincinnati actually travels pretty well to, to most matches. So I would imagine, especially a chance to spend a weekend in Miami uh, or thereabouts. I think that there'll be a decent contingent now. I mean, it's MLS. So a decent contingent might mean, you know, 150 or 200 fans. There's not going to be, you know, a thousand of us show up, but I, I know that there will be a supporters groups um, organizing some trips to come down. Well, that's pretty cool. I always love when there's a nice presence from the opposing team. Now, now I want to I want to move on to 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 some bigger and better stuff, Danny. And Hazel Lopez mentioned in the comment, MLS is a strong senior citizens league. Hazel, let's not forget about the daycares as well. Okay, we got a couple daycares as well, uh, and we got some we got some good players. Hazel, let's not let's not go too crazy. You had a comment up there, Danny, that you wanted to did you wanted to mention? Yeah, somebody said I want a Pizarro shirt. We got Pizarro shirts up there. Uh, that whole retirement league thing, that, that's a narrative that's going to get old quick. Uh, yeah, it is. The, I always thought that the MLS should be a bridge for South America to Europe, and that's what it's becoming. You're going to start seeing it more and more often. You're going to see those young Argentinian and Brazilian players come over, spend a year or two here, and then go over to Europe. And then those really talented South American players that maybe go to Europe and maybe they don't pan out or they're not getting that playing time. Instead of going to, uh, I can't even think of a second division team over there in Europe, they'll come back to MLS. Go ahead and because it's getting more eyes, it's getting more attention. With Apple TV all over the world, scouts can just watch the games now. Like it, yeah. It's different. This league is going to keep growing. It's going to keep getting younger. The stars are going to be coming over here younger. And, and I think that that narrative, it's cute now. So Hazel, you keep saying it while you can. But it's going to be old really quick. So I, I wouldn't sleep on the MLS just quite yet. Yeah. Well, and let's add yeah, in the ahead, fact coach. that if uh, if Messi coming to MLS makes MLS a retirement league, then Barcelona is a retirement team because they were vocal about wanting him there this year. And not as like a come and retire a Barcelona player, but as like a legit bid to bring him back to play. Uh, he's not dominating uh, MLS because MLS is not good. He's dominating MLS because he's messy and he's dominated every league that he's ever played in. Yep. And we saw how PSG looked this week without him. Oh, um, they're a disaster. They're a dumpster fire. Now, we talk about big names, Danny, like Messi. Mm -hmm. And Coach brought up Lucho Acosta. But what I want to know is about the sleepers, Danny. I want to know about those underrated guys that the new fans got to watch out for. So, Coach, who are some players that you would look at Cincy and say, these are guys that you can watch out for? Yeah, well, I guess first thing I'll say is the Supporter Shield winners. There aren't many sleepers on the team. <laughs> Just I was actually with you thinking guys. the same thing. Yeah, No, I was thinking that. I was <laughs> but, thinking uh, that. Like, I, 
Yeah, I think the first guy that I would throw out there, which again, it's hard to say he's a sleeper. He was an MLS all-star, but it's Alvaro Barrio. Uh, kid is a kid and he is a winger who turned to not be a number 10, who is now playing left wing back and is one of the best wing backs in MLS and is getting interest from teams like IHAX uh, out in Europe uh, to come there next year. Um, not only does he play defense pretty well you know he's gotten a lot better positionally he's pretty good one v one defender uh, but he's the leading shot creator other than lucho acosta uh the leading player in progressive passes for fc cincinnati he plays over on the left where lucho acosta loves to float in possession anyway to get on the ball so watching those two combine can be quite fun um and i'll give you just another guy as a bonus um it's uh, Yersa Mascara. He's on loan from Wolves. He typically plays left center back for FC Cincinnati. And the thing to watch for him is how many players underestimate him uh, in terms of his speed. You see players try to just push the ball by him and run. And he is sometimes the fastest player on the field and always one of the fastest players on the field. Uh, watching him run down off offensive players, you know, trying to get him behind is is a joy for me as some place, some, some person who watch the things that are going on, you know, off the ball. And one thing I want to mention, by the way, talking about sleepers, and we spoke a little bit about about uh, your goalie, which I completely do not like, Celentano. But I do got to give Cincinnati big credit because you guys are third in the league for having clean sheets. You guys have 11 total clean sheets. So I got to give him a little bit of respect, but I, I still don't respect him fully. What, Danny? Uh, no, well, me? some... No, somebody was asking if we had an MLS product score on PSG yesterday. Yes, Miguel Almiron actually scored on PSG yesterday. And Jack Grillish, for some reason, was trash-talking him at the end of the twenty was it the 2021 season. And 2022, he came out and he, he had the best year of his career for, for Newcastle. He went ahead. He led the charge yesterday. He scored against PSG in that 4-1 victory. So, yes. MLS is, is on the rise. I know people don't, people don't want to hear that because people are scared of the unknown. And you're scared to hear that the U.S. is actually building something here. But I get it. You know, you guys love the European soccer, and, and I, I understand. Now, and, and Coach, before we started the show, I mentioned Kubo. And you had, like, a face. And so I kind of want to decipher that because Kubo, and this is a person, of course, from the outside looking in, to me he seems like the kind of guy that makes a pretty big difference. He has speed. You could tell he has some skill, right? How is he for Cincinnati? Is he somebody that the fan base looks at and is like, this is a good person to have on our team or he's kind of underperforming? Yeah, the face that I gave you is kind of president of the Yukubo uh, fan club. I love the guy. He's a Swiss army knife for a coach. He can come in and play as a 10, as a forward, as a six or an eight. Uh, he's really rangy. He has a lot of speed, covers a ton of ground. He's pretty good in the tackle. Uh, he's really good dribbling in tight spaces. Not like Lucho Acosta or Leo Messi. He's not going to meg you and run by you, but he's going to let you touch the ball and still keep it on his foot and that balance and that control to be able to kind of go through those tackles. Uh, they Uh, unless there's an injury or rotation happening. And I don't know if it's because Pat Noonan likes to bring him on in whatever position he's needed, um, or if it is something else bigger. Maybe he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, but he I doubt that he will start in Miami. It, you'll see Junior Moreno and Obi Wobodo at the base of midfield, and the starters up top, you'll probably see Brandon Vasquez and Aaron Bupenza, which leaves Yuya Kubo as probably the 12th man. 
That actually, that actually sounds pretty phenomenal. I mean, Danny, it's like he mentioned, right? I mean, they won the supporter shield for a reason. At this point, they got enough players on their team that we got to watch out for a lot more than two or three guys. It's a crazy turnaround, too. It is the, the Cincinnati's turnaround, which is it's really awesome to see. I um, I actually predicted that you guys would win, uh, the, end up in first place. I thought you guys would win it all actually at the beginning of the year, uh, just because I'm such a Luca Acosta, Lucho Acosta fan. Uh, but then when uh, Brenner left, I was like, oh, because I, I like the three-headed monster. And when that happened, I thought that maybe you guys would take a step back, but you didn't at all. Yeah, they brought in Aaron Bupenza to, to replace him. And, and Bupenza is not the same kind of player at all. And he's not going to wow you with a lot of skill on the ball. He's but the guy just finds ways to score goals. You know, I think yeah. he has uh, five, he has six goals or something since arriving, maybe five. Um, but he has been a really good player in terms of he drops in and links up play pretty effectively, not quite as good as Brenner. Uh, and then he's got a left-footed shot that you have to watch all the time. Um, it reminds me of the Mighty Ducks with the knuckle puck, and you see him wind up and everybody dives. Like his left-footed shot is a cannon, and you see defenders you know, trying to get it off his foot if he gets onto that left boot. We're seeing a trend here, Danny. This is the third person or the second, I think second or third person that has brought up Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's making a comeback. I'm, I'm totally good with that. That literally drove me to play hockey, so I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, you were a, you were a, a goon, weren't you? Yes, I was a right defender. I think that's what they're called, a right. Yeah, I was on the right side on the defense. Yeah, defense and a right winger. Yes, a right defenseman. Yes, it was street hockey out here. In, there's no ice hockey out here in Miami. It's straight <laughs> up. This is true. We played played like in a in a cage and everything. Yeah. Um. So, on Saturday, I mean, I'm assuming Messi doesn't play. If Messi by some miracle plays, which he probably won't. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry, Chris. Did you were you ready to get into predictions? No, no, no. I was just going to ask about formation and tactics. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead yeah, of myself. No, I would, well, I mean, I noticed in a couple games that you guys basically pr play similarly. The, I mean, there was the 5-3-2 the last game before it was a 3, what is it, like a 3-5-2? or what, what are the formations that you typically use and, and the tactics that your team does? Yeah, you will see three center backs for sure. Uh, so that three line is going to be a thing no matter what. Uh, there are times even when FC Cincinnati is chasing the game that Pat Noonan is reluctant to play with only two center backs on the pitch. Um, you're going to see a line of four in front of that. So you're going to have like two holding midfielders, a six and an eight kind of nominally, uh, and two wing backs. And then from here, that's where things change a little bit. Typically, it's Lucho Costa and then two forwards. That would give you that 3-5-2 look. Uh, but Lucho Costa is yeah. such a dynamic player, and he floats all over the place. And you will see them at times play uh, when he floats to the left like they're in a 3-4-3 formation with three wingers. You'll see Aaron Bupenza float way to the right. You'll see Brandon Vasquez spearhead that attack and Lucho Costa be on the left. Um, and you'll see them kind of go in and out of that formation as well as if they are chasing a game down the stretch. Sometimes they'll bring in a player like a, a Sergio Santos or a Dom Baji to play on a wing and play with a three-headed attack there. Well, that's the great thing about Lucho Acosta. Like you said, he's a floating player and he's running all, all around uh, and, and he makes a difference, uh, an impact in, in a lot of places a lot of spots on the field. So that's one thing that defensively we have to be prepared for because, Danny, you were just talking about Messi. I mean, Messi is no, 
no all-star defender. I mean, he's literally walking on the field. Uh, but our guys lately have not been playing the best defense in the midfield. So that's something that we definitely have to pay more attention to. Well, we, we lose a lot of games on the trend, on the counter. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are playing for the counter, that, that's the best way to play against into Miami. If you guys are going to play that possession ball and, and, and just hold maybe a, or, or press or anything like that, I, 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 I don't think that that's the best way to take advantage of Miami's weakness because Miami's weakness is their, their one playing that high line and how aggressive they are offensively and how slow we are defensively to get back and cover. So I think uh, I think that would be the advantage. Uh, I was looking at, at Cincinnati's uh, schedule throughout the year, and it looks like have you guys lost at home at all? Yeah, we just lost at home to the New York Red Bulls, and prior to that, we lost uh, a couple weeks ago one nil to Orlando uh, at home. So those are our two home losses, both in okay. pretty disappointing fashion. And then you've only lost three road games then. So Correct. This, this, yeah. this team has this this team doesn't have a weakness. The weakness was Messi and his magic from the outside and feeding it to Campana because Campana is the only person that we have that can finish in the air. Like that was it. Those two magical passes that somehow happened at the end of the game. That was Messi magic. And outside of that, I I don't see how we're gonna beat the Cincinnati team. Well, let me tell you what I found, and you tell me if if maybe, because I'm just going to get into the strengths and weaknesses for Cincinnati, but one thing that I felt like was weaknesses that I saw for FC Cincinnati was you guys are in the top 10 for committing fouls and in the top five for having red cards. You guys have had a total of five red cards, right? That seems like you guys are a little bit more aggressive which could play to our benefit. I think you guys just had a red card in the last game. They had, so, they've had three, three red cards over the last month. Yeah, I mean, they're literally in Royal Rumbles every single week. <laughs> so, I mean, is that something that's just kind of panning out right now? Or is the team typically that aggressive that there could potentially be a red card or some sort of other fashion of weakness that we can sort of exploit? Yeah, it's a little bit of a misnomer because, you know, two of those red cards were Ian Murphy, who, you know, is a young kid learning to play left center back, who picked up two silly yellows. Um, but two silly yellows count as a red. I don't think it's a case of FC Cincinnati crossing that line from aggressive into stupid, but I do think it's a case of same with uh, your Mascara. He picks up a silly oh, yellow card brutal. for complaining to the ref that somebody wants to stand in his spot on a penalty kick. And then he's yes. a very, very slightly late to a tackle and gets the second yellow. It's like once you're on that first yellow for being dumb, you can't then commit a foul. So I don't it's less pushing and shoving and getting guys faces and, and headbutts. And it's more just like losing yourself in the midst of a game. And I do think, yeah. you know, Miami, if they have players, you know, if DeAndre Yedlin can start mixing a little bit of trash, talk, there are some players out there, Matt Miazga, you're some mascara that he can bait into some silly yellow cards. And then, you know, it's, you're just hoping that the ref doesn't catch something that they decide to throw that second. And Danny, he mentioned Yedlin. If I'm not mistaken, is Yedlin going to be missing the next game? Uh, I don't. I don't think because so. I, I have to check that. I have to check that he got a yellow card. I think in the last game, 
I think he's had like a yellow card accumulation. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I have to look into it because I really don't know what the math is on all that yellow card. Of... I, I believe he already missed a card for yellow card accumulations. And Avilis is going to be back on Saturday also. Yes, he is. So uh, Avilis will be back. So you guys don't really look for the counter. You don't play that low block looking for the counter. So that's a positive for us. I'm sorry, yeah, I mean, something? no, I mean, you, the FC Cincinnati would love to get on the counter. The problem is when you're the supporter shield leaders and then winners, people don't play you that often where you, they get really on the front foot and you can counter. And that is FC Cincinnati's biggest weakness, which unfortunately is not a strength of, of inner Miami is playing that low block. Uh, but if you play in a low block, if you try to let FCC have the ball and ask them to break you down, they struggle to get that final pass. And then as they press forward, guys like Junior Moreno that they rely on in possession are a little bit past their prime in terms of mobility. And they turn into the team that you were saying after Miami is where you can get out them on the counter. So it's really, I think I see a battle of two teams who are going to want to commit numbers forward to score the goals and then and, and try to limit that counterattack. I do think that FC Cincinnati has some players who, especially, uh, you know, if you get on the uh, an Alvaro Barrial or Asante Arias hitting a big, long diagonal uh, to a forward hanging out on that back line, that's how FC Cincinnati likes to counter. It's less like straight balls through the middle or long balls, and it really is get that ball wide to one side, switch it to the other, and then try to get in behind you that way. How's Arias been since he came back from injury? I'm Colombian. I love Arias. Yeah, he's been really good in terms of being involved. He is always receiving progressive passes, linking up play. His final ball has left a lot to be desired. If I was Inter Miami, I would not be worried about Arias hitting crosses into the box or even having key passes. I'd be worried about him popping up and, you know, having a shot on goal from a, an Alvaro Barrial cross, or I'd be worried about him simply just getting that ball forward and then cycling it to the middle to Lucho Acosta. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Danny. And uh, go ahead, Chris. I, I'm, right, I'm letting it right on your back, Bobby. You, you, I, I, today. but I, I don't see any way that we're winning this game, Danny. I really don't um, see any way that we win this game. It's going to be a disaster. When we made it to the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup and we signed Messi, and everybody was saying, We're going to go for the trouble, we're going to go for the trouble. I told everybody, Don't get too ahead of yourself because I thought it would be really difficult to be Cincinnati. And that was after signing Messi and everybody. Cause I just, I, I respect Cincinnati's team so much. And I was like, that's going to be hard. If we win, if we be Cincinnati, we're going to win the open cup. That's what I was saying. Obviously I was dead wrong, but that's what I was saying. I was like, it's going to be really hard. And now we're here playing you guys again in another important game. I'm finding it really hard to, to imagine how we can win. But what I do hope and what I think we possibly can do, because although you guys want to win, I think everybody in Inter Miami knows we need to win. And I think we're going to just put a little more effort. Like a lot of times we've been saying, oh, this team looks lackadaisical. They, they didn't come out with a lot of energy. I don't think that's going to happen on Saturday. At least I hope it doesn't. Playing at home, uh, I, I think that we're going to come out and we're going to be going for the win. Now, um, how that's going to turn out for us, I don't know. But I'm, I'm hoping that we at least get a draw and keep our hopes alive because I'd like the last two games to mean something for this team. Well, then let's talk a little bit of predictions then, Danny. Let's let's see where everybody is at, where their mind is at. Typically, obviously, we always let the guests speak first. So, Coach, we got a game this Saturday. Matters more to us than it does to you. 
but there's a little bit of revenge in the air. So what are you predicting as far as the outcome of the game between FC Cincinnati and Inter-Miami FC? Ooh, well, let, let me first or say the way that, that you win if if Inter-Miami wins is you get an early goal and then FC Cincinnati press and can't find that breakthrough. Uh, Drake Callender stands on his head a little bit. That's the way that Inter-Miami wins if it were to happen. That said, that is not what I'm predicting. Uh, I don't think FC Cincinnati keeps um, Inter-Miami off the score sheet. Uh, because there's too many young players that are talented that I feel like uh, they're going to get some open chances on Roman Celentano. And he has not been great lately. He had some really bad gas against Toronto. Uh, one ball squirt through his leg. So, you know, Chris, if you want to have some fun, since you don't like the guy, go look at the Toronto highlights. Uh, you'll enjoy that. Um, but I do think FC Cincinnati will pull out the win. I think they're going to be upset that they lost against Inter, uh, against New York Red Bulls. I think they're going to relish the chance to knock Inter-Miami out of the playoffs and not have to worry about welcoming Messi back to TQL Stadium. Uh, and I'm going to predict a 2-1 to one win for FC Cincinnati. Uh, when when teams have success against you, uh, against your defense and scoring, even though I know you guys have had a bunch of clean sheets, how does it usually happen? Does it happen in the air? from crosses is it up the middle is it transition how is it that teams usually find success scoring against uh cincinnati yeah typically it is teams that really like to play through the width and the reason why is fc cincinnati is very aggressive with their wing backs arias and barrio getting forward if you can find that soft spot and behind those wing backs uh from there uh, FC Cincinnati players have a tendency to ball watch when you get the ball in deep. So lots mm -hmm. of cutbacks, lots of crosses that FC Cincinnati deals with the first one, but not effectively. And then the rebound goes in, those sorts of things. That and we have a weird penchant for giving up long distance goals, like 20 to 25 yard shots that happen to creep in. And I don't mm -hmm. know what that's about. Well, that means that Mota is going to be eating, Danny. <laughs> That means John Mota and Ryan T and Robert Taylor is going to be eating that day. I could definitely well, see a Robert Taylor wonder strike coming. Well, uh, uh, this this team has, since Messi's been out, has resorted to playing out wide a lot because they, they're having a hard time build up the middle. Now, they tried last game, and they only created two chances. They had a successful like 10-minute run, but other than that, for the most part, they were uh, unsuccessful. So I would assume that you're going to see a lot of wide play you're going to see five. When well, that means, uh, sorry, I said last game, episode, I wasn't going to say. We're going to see three in the back, five in the midfield with our wing backs, and then our two up top. And I think that we're just going to be slinging it in. And hopefully, Campana's healthy and playing because if he's not, it's going to be either, it's going to have to be a Campana, I'm not Campana, uh, a Joseph bicycle Joseph. kick or some other type of miracle because I can't see how we convert otherwise. Uh, I, but I am, I'm trying to believe. And I do think that Noah Allen is going to do a low cross at some point that's going to catch either Joseph or Campana running through the box. They're going to slide to reach the ball, and they're going to tap it in. And that's how we're going to score one goal. And I'm hoping we can somehow keep Cincinnati to one goal. And I, we, we pull out the draw. I am going to just bank on a 1-1 draw. Do I Would I bet money on it? No. Do I think it's possible? I do think it's possible, but I wouldn't bet money on it. Maybe it's just me trying to be hopeful. So I'm banking 1-1. One, one. And one more thing, Chris, before you give your prediction. Everybody's talking to me about um, how bad we are without, without, without a certain star. I agree. We have not been able to play as well since we lost Jordi Alba. The Jordi Alba effect is real. 
We have not lost a game since Jordi Alba joined the team. As soon as Jordi Alba got injured in that Toronto game, things have gone downhill. And I agree. Jordi Alba was definitely contributing offensively. Since then, we have suffered a lot. And hopefully Jordi Alba gets back soon so he can get back on track. Go ahead, Chris. Look, just, just for that, Danny, you have to tell everyone in the chat. I'll tell them for you. Guys, use the thumb that you're using to look at text messages and stuff. Just press three buttons. Like, subscribe, and all that other garbage. Okay, guys? Because we just mentioned his name. And his name is Jordi Alba. That's it. That's the That's difference it. maker right there. <laughs> that name that we weren't going to mention, the difference maker, the reason we haven't won games, is Jordi Alba, guys. And we haven't lost while he's playing. You know what? It's it's the truth. Now, my prediction, Danny. My prediction, here's the thing, right? I don't think we're going to win, but I think we're going to see goals, though. This is a home game. And I do think that there's going to be more than one goal. I think 1-1 one, one is terrible. That's a terrible prediction, by the way, Danny. That's just my opinion of your opinion. So I just want to get I just want to throw that out there. I do think that this is going to go at least 2-2, a tie game. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to like bank on the, a more positive result because our fan base would be completely happy with having a uh, uh, basically a draw coming out of this. I don't and, think so because the, it, it's still going to be very difficult to make the playoffs if we get a draw. We need a win. You really think that the fans are going to say it wasn't enough to draw against the best team in the entire league? If, you, if you're talking in, in general terms, yes, I understand what you're saying. Yes, we tied against the best team. Kind of like Orlando, we're like, you know what? That That's better than what we expected. But as as big picture, as far as making the playoffs, if we draw... This is what we need to happen. If we draw, we need to beat Charlotte twice. Like not, we have to beat them twice. We need Montreal to lose its final two games, meaning on Saturday they need to lose against the Timbers. NYCFC needs to either lose or draw their last two games because they we, we need them to get uh, either to max two points. And then we need the Red Bulls to either lose or draw their final two games. Now, all those teams aren't very good. So all those things are possible. So if we draw, we still have a chance. But if we win, those chances increase drastically. So, yes, a win is what we need. A draw, we're still alive. But, I mean, I, although I think the Timbers can beat Montreal, I wouldn't be shocked if Montreal beats the Timbers. So, yeah. I, and, and Mr. Krabs is chiming in the chat. If we lose, they should give away drinks for free. This isn't Chicago, Bobby. This isn't Chicago. They're not going to do outrageous things for their fan base. Obviously, they're going to do whatever it takes to fill out a 60,000 seat stadium which they've been averaging like 20 30 000 in attendance or whatever it is uh, guys there's no way there's there's no way that that they care i don't think they care that much about us now one one thing i wanted to wow. mention from that was that was hardcore uh, yeah i don't i don't think so come on we're probably gonna get scarves again for renewing our season tickets okay is that gonna be great the same little mm -hmm. shitty pink box we didn't get scarves this year. Oh, yeah. We got a stupid card. That's right. I keep thinking that we're getting scarves. <laughs> we got we'll a, get scarves a box like with a card in last it. year. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So Richard Greenberg's mentioning the odds, right? I can't believe that Inter-Miami are favorites. Guys. They're not. I he mean, might have written you, that incorrectly. No, they are. I looked it up. They are favorites. I mean, look at the odds. Plus 225 for FC Cincinnati. I mean, put plus that 100 is, for Inter. 
Yeah, plus 100 for Inter, but they got lower odds. There's no way. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, so, you're gonna, you got the question, Chris? Uh, yes, I do. And uh, and Rohan is mentioning here to set up a, a Discord. I don't think we're going to do that or the Super Chats, at least not now. That's got to wait a little bit, guys. I don't know. I put up all for, your comments. I, I don't know. I don't feel weird about putting you guys behind a paywall. I don't know. Yeah, come on, guys. We put your comments up anyway. Now, Coach, here's the deal, right? If you think the questions that we asked you were tough, wait, because it gets tougher, okay? Now, our guys in the chat are going to judge you heavily on the choices that you're going to be making on these following pictures. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a picture here of five pieces of steak and six pieces of toast, and you have to make a couple life decisions, buddy. Which one are you going with? Steak is easy. It's a no-brainer. That's a one, maybe even a point five. You're gonna throw something else. Like, give me a break. God damn. Just, 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 <laughs> just, just bite the cow through the skin, why don't you? Yeah, you gotta keep it, gotta keep it uh soft <laughs> and bloody there. I like that. Uh toast, I'm probably a, a three, maybe a two. Um, but it also depends. It's such a tough question. What are you putting on the toast? You know, like if it's peanut butter toast, then you need some substance there. Maybe a three. It's got to be a little firmer, especially if the peanut butter starts to melt. You got to be able to have, you know, like some substance there. But if you're making a sandwich with toast, then two, just a little bit of a crisp. Add that crust a little bit. Throw a piece of bloody meat on there. Maybe some horseradish sauce. And I'm dining good that day. Listen, let me tell you, I have to give you a little bit of credit, coach. People are saying that, his, that the cows are still mooing when he's biting it. <laughs> you came hey. in balls blazing with those choices. Now, we've had a guy pick six on the toast. So oh, don't gross. feel so bad about picking one or 0. 0.5 on the steak. He, feel rather... bad. He, he, he likes it that way. There's no yes. reason to feel bad. Well, I'd rather pick a one on the steak than a six on the toast. That's Not for sure. sure. I'm okay with a little pink, but Jesus, like, I, I, can't, I can't be dripping blood. No. That's too much. I'm for good me. with it. No. Yeah. Listen, coaches. Coaches about that life. Yeah. So you got to get that high quality meat, though. You can't be something that you're going to find some parasites in or something. Steak. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like <laughs> it's impossible to not get parasites when you're eating it that raw. That's not true, Danny. There's good quality out there. Okay. Where? It's out there in India, where where they're holy, so they like treat them as gods. Here, yes. anywhere else, forget about it. So, listen, you went balls deep on that one. So now we got another one, which is a either-or picture. And do, do you like making yourself a sandwich from time to time, Coach? Oh, I do. My philosophy on life is if there is bread on the table, a sandwich must be made. Oh, oh okay. that's, that is life. The question too. There we go. That is life. So here we go, Coach. Another one that people are going to judge you heavily on because the chat is on fire right now because of your – because of your uh, of your choices, we have uh, Joe <laughs> Kerr mentioning you got an iron stomach. Uh, Richard Greenberg is you're a vampire, and listen, Hazel is saying you're amazing. So that is great. So we're gonna move on to the next picture. If you had to cut a sandwich, I'm not a psychopath, Mike V. Okay, and we're looking at two sandwiches here. We're looking at one that's cut from Don't corner to corner Don't fail us. or from north to south. I'm not going to guide him anywhere, Danny. Let's just see where he goes. So, Coach, which one are we going with? 
neither. What are you cutting my sandwich for? I'm going to eat that thing in a circle. You got to go crust all the way around. <laughs> then that outer layer of middle, you save the middle for last, that delicious bite. If you cut the sandwich down the middle, it makes it so hard to eat the crust first. But if I have to, if you're saying I'm giving you a cut sandwich, coach, there is no choice here. I think that I'm going to go uh, with the simple straight up and down because I can still kind yeah. of eat each half in a circle. Uh, and it what? makes me feel a little bit better about life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. You're a Fuck psychopath. Fuck you, Danny. You're, you're a, a piece psychopath. of shit, Danny. No, so I've been told. Here. Well, yeah, well, well <laughs> just so you know, Coach, you're the second person that's mentioned don't cut my sandwich. We had a tactical manager on a couple of weeks ago. He said, I don't want my sandwich cut. Which... That's what I am. This is what we're doing here. Attack the tactics no, no. of eating a sandwich. But tactical manager, at least said that he doesn't want to get it cut because he just wants to eat it. Coach went straight. I'm gonna go in a in a circle he's, and like go cross first. He is tactically Coach, do you eat working your with, the with a fork and knife. No, but I eat it oh. from end to end and then eat the middle last. Why wouldn't? Ah, that's good, man. Is that how you I smoke your feel... cigarettes? No, what? No. That's terrible. <laughs> this is so weird. What is wrong with this, Coach? You're killing me, man. You gave Chris <laughs> hey. more 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 fuel. Yes. So those were the two bangers, my friend. Thank you for being so playful about it, Coach. Much appreciated. And uh, and and you made some very good choices. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> uh, where can everybody find you when, they're, when they want to hear uh, more talk about the future MLS Cup winners? Yeah, on X, Twitter, I am at FC Cincy Tack Talk. Uh, you can see my name up there on the screen, uh, but also I do a weekly podcast with uh, former former Arsenal player and former FC Cincinnati player Justin Hoyt, uh, where we break down the games, the FC Cincinnati game. So maybe not of interest to a lot of listeners, but certainly after the Inter Miami games, uh, it would be a good listen, and we'd love to have you over there. You can always send me your questions, even if it's just for that one podcast too. Well, we got a question here: Do you eat your Cheeto puffs around it first and then the center? No, those are one bite, one bite snacks. Yeah. We don't need to mess with eating from side to side. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those are bigger items, Danny. What are we playing here? I mean, I get his philosophy. I totally. I don't get it. it. Why would you go one end to the other end on the Snicker bar and then eat the middle? Danny, everybody, the best, and you save the best for last. That is true. I, I, I Danny, I have to agree with him. All right. Well, I can. Everybody wants to stop. We have some really. We, we apologize, Coach, because we have some really silly <laughs> questions that have taken over the show over the last year. But I, I'm curious now. I, I now that I need to know the way he eats the sandwiches. I need to know. Is Super Mario a superhero? Super Mario in, is in no way a superhero. He does not have any special abilities. He doesn't have any special gear. He's not owned it's by literally in his name DC. he is super he is super mario he is a super plumber he is not a super <laughs> individual he is super so plunging those Batman's toilets ass. getting down in those pipes and mixing it up and getting all that I, stuff I, out I promise super you, at that i promise you he takes a, a a mushroom with a star and he is stomping batman down with his tims i promise you Batman doesn't wear no Tims. <laughs> super Mario is a superhero. Oh my God, Coach! You know what? With the with the whole uh, substance enhancement, I think you might have converted me here. I will say, Super Mario, when he is on his star, is absolutely a superhero. Hundred percent. He'll fuck somebody up with his Tims. What other yeah. superhero wears Tims? 
That's true. can't think of one. He's from a, he's from the most thorough borough. That's it. All right. So uh, I, I thank you. I, I think we're, we're getting some people coming over now that we're thinking Mario has no super. Or how many super? How many superpowers does Batman have? None. None. <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of money. I don't care. It's not a allegedly. Superpower. Donald Trump also has a lot of money. He's not a superhero. He's kind of a superhero. <laughs> We're gonna end the show here. I mean, look at how his hair is curled. To, like we're about to take this a completely probably stands different direction. on top of his whole building. <laughs> you, 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 you just turned so. I don't even want to. I mean, I'm not right. talking about politically. Look at him. He looks like a. Oh superhero. boy, what he just looks like happened? a villain. What just happened? All right, uh, Coach. Any final thoughts for the people and and this this horrible show you just joined? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. These guys are fun. You guys should listen to them. And if they go behind a paywall, you should give them all your money. Uh, other than that, which you save to donate to, to me so I can keep doing what I do, too. Um, yeah. You know, I think that Chris has done a great service here because now that you have talked about Donald Trump, you have a great chance to get Alexi Lawless on your show. So <laughs> go for it, men. Go for it. And uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to a friendly competition on Saturday. This is what MLS, this is what soccer is about. It's about bringing people together. It's about having yes. fun, laughing with friends. Yeah. Uh, treat my Cincinnati people down there well. I know you will if you see them, if they can afford tickets. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Things have been going crazy for you all lately. No, th things, are, that, things will go down. Once, once everybody yeah. realizes Messi's not playing, they'll drop. So make yeah. the trip and just wait outside the stadium to buy your tickets like an hour before. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. I had a blast. No, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. We really do. And we're not there yet, Joe Kerr. So, yeah, no. We're, we're, how can we complain about Inter Miami charging us for just about everything and then be like, hey, guys, you got to pay to listen to us? That's yeah, silly. I can't get out I, of here. We can't do that. All right, Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, thank you for making it to the program, my friend. It was amazing. Not Coach... gonna lie. Once Coach started giving me his answers, I kind of regretted it. I should have just not come on. <laughs> And Hazel, we're not going to ask the vacation question because we already told Don Cavacito he's dominated. There's no way we're asking that question ever again. Uh, and coach, listen, everybody in the chat loved you. And if everybody in the chat loved you, we love you. You were awesome on the show. Phenomenal. Thank you for hanging tight, giving us a ton of information about the team and being so playful with us. It's definitely much appreciated. And Let's let's go get a, a, a tie, right? Look forward to a tie <laughs> on Saturday. Let's go kiss uh, some sisters. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't you start the whole thing about how you hate Roman Celentano is that you hate ties and you can't ask for that and you can't celebrate that? What I know. is this? Oh, my God. Did he go into his spiel yes, about I did. the goalie and the celebrations? Oh, my gosh. But at this <laughs> so the point, question like, is, we're no, suffering. I get to ask you a question now, Chris. I get to ask, yes. will you celebrate if you get a tie? No, I'm not gonna celebrate. I'm just gonna walk out sadly, but not that sad because we're not gonna we're not gonna lose. Chris made a whole uh, a whole slogan about kissing sisters. He loves draws. Don't let him think the funk. Get out of here. Yeah, we got Danny. a shirt and everything. Kissing sisters. Don't don't act like yes, it ain't your thing. I should have worn that. That that's the shirt I would I should have worn. That's the, shirt, that's the shirt you should wear on Saturday. We're kissing sisters on Saturday. You know what? I All think right. I might. On, all right, so thank you guys for listening on audio. If you are listening on audio and you're listening all the way to the end, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please hit us five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you're Literally. watching on YouTube and you listened all the way to the end, please like and subscribe. Thank you for watching all the way to the end. And as always, everybody that's uh, joined in the chat, thank you. I don't think I told you guys that we we're going to come on tonight. So all of you guys jumped on last minute. So we really appreciate you guys. I guess 
if if you haven't already hit the notification button, I'm assuming that's the only way you guys found out that we were on. So appreciate you guys taking the time to join in the chat. And as always, have a good one. Until the next one, I forgot what Later. I said. So I'm yeah, but it's a, it's a horrible ending. I apologize. <laughs>